I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 50 of the Mizog Art Podcast. Yes, we're at half a century. And for this episode, I'm bringing forward one that was meant to be released in mid-November. It's with my old buddy and transatlantic artist, Miss Elizabeth Waggett. Elizabeth is an absolute gem of a person, which comes through in abundance in this episode. In the last 10 or so years, she's moved to one part of the world to teach art, and then another to become an artist. During this recording, Elizabeth was kind enough to give me three separate things. One was a plate of biscuits that you may well hear me munching on throughout this episode. Two is two beautiful prints of hers, one of which is about to be released, which she mentions in this episode. And three, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, this poxy cold. To be fair, it was worth every nosebleed. She's an absolute gem to be around. Before I take you to meet Elizabeth, could I just ask you to do one thing? Wherever you listen to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe or leave a comment. It'll only take a minute to do any one of those, preferably all three. But it really does help us to become more visible for those looking for an art podcast. But let's get back on track for this week's episode. Come and join me for a great conversation between me and Elizabeth Waggett. This morning, I'm with Elizabeth Waggett. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, Gary. Um, I've got seven questions that you know fully well. Yeah. The first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Well, um, I do large-scale charcoal drawings... Uh, adorned with gold leaf 
Um, and the subject matter is usually animals. Um, and the context is always about the confusion of our everyday lives. So I use gold leaf to contradict a lot of the works. Yeah. Um, just about, as human beings, how contradictory we are in ourselves and that's okay but we're very complex creatures and you know just in terms of like valuing well the the difference between purpose and and greed and those things that we all try and value every day so we use the animals as as the subject for that and and just recently i've started doing oil on linen so that's yeah it's awesome yeah i've done that pretty quite we've been thinking for an hour or so i know right Um, yeah, so I just I just started it because I'm quite I'm quite anal with everything that I do in terms of like I have to know absolutely the ins and outs. So a lot of my work is repetitive. It's all like my original work is all wildly different. But people will be like, oh, why do you keep doing that long con? And it's like because I'm not done with it yet. Yeah. I'm not there. The story's not. Come yeah, to conclusion. it's not come to con- yeah to conclusion yet. So I'd started doing a couple of I've done a couple of oil paintings that have actually sold right away which was great um so there is from a technique from a oh god a business is it the same subject matter and is so it monochrome it is, as well yeah it is right now i just thought i'll take what i already do and i'll try it so we can see like the clear path however i am working on a new series that is different oh, good. Yeah. okay and that's so, so i just mentioned there about monochrome so yeah. anyone that doesn't know you, you've mentioned gold so yeah, sorry, your yeah. work predominantly is Monocle. pencil, yeah. charcoal, yes. on a sparse white background yeah. with, quite often not, with flecks of various colours yes. of gold. Yeah, yeah, and for me monochrome is just like, it It just makes my heart beat faster, I absolutely love it. I, don't get me wrong, I love all the colours of nature, but for me it's too confusing. Yeah. I cannot use... I won't say I never use colour, but it would have to be monochrome again. It, I couldn't use multiple colours in a work. Yeah. It has to be... It's just peaceful. That's my work. I mean, that's one of the nicest things that I hear back, feedback from, like, collectors and stuff, is that it makes them feel peaceful. And I love that. That's nice. because when I'm creating my works, that's all I feel. Stirring up an emotion is yeah. what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I just feel like I'm meditating whilst I'm whilst I'm doing it because it takes takes a long time. Nice. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I'm, like, going to my own world. But, yeah, yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned it was monochrome. Um, yeah, but the oil. So did you start with colour? Sorry, did, Sorry you, no. did you start with colour and then get rid of it, or well, had you always liked the journey's been the long, right? Light? So, but in, since I have been a, you know, full time artist, sell, selling my work, um, start, I only started really like four years ago. Oh wow! Full time. I had sold work before. I used to be an art teacher before that, so I'd exhibit. Fuck, I didn't yeah. Know that. So um, secondary kids, like 11 to 18. So I would exhibit. But and when I started, I, I just thought almost from an academic point of view, like the thing that I was always teaching the kids was you have to be able to draw, guys. Like you you nail that, and it might be the boring part, but you nail that. The foundation. And the foundation, you have got everything else, your composition, your tones, everything. So from a very... Um, I suppose it's a, it was a tiny bit calculated in the fact that I don't have um, an MFA. So I thought, well, I've got to be able to prove and start with something skillful. 
loads of people said no you don't because clearly you don't look yeah, at the people yeah, that well, don't but um I just wanted to start with that so I started with drawing and it stuck around for probably longer than I thought it would yeah. but that's no bad thing I don't think although you know I was ready for a new challenge and this new series that I'm working on at the moment has been in my mind for years nice. um and it's not really deep uh, you know you know what it's like Gary you come up with like 18 ideas a minute course, don't you yeah, like I want to yeah. do that I want to do that and there's never enough time by the but... time you start you've already left them behind yeah in your exactly yeah. but sometimes there's an idea that sticks in your head isn't it and yeah. then you're like I've got to go for this and I'm I'm probably on like my third painting it's very new no, none of them are finished but they're coming together and I'm so pleased with them so I can't it's going to be next year before I get them out but um I mean it's still very me Still no colour. Why did you want... <laughs> Is there gold? Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, it's got your... It's got the, it's the, got the, the signature touch. Yeah, yeah. And, and who knows where it will lead me, but it's been a really nice time to just experiment. Because I think, you know, as an artist, we're on this treadmill all the time and you get known for something and then that's what everybody wants. And sometimes, like you said, by that time, you've left those yeah, ideas in yeah. the back. So it's been... It's been trying to find the balance of that I can carry on because you know I've got to eat. Like I can carry on selling those things and producing those things for my galleries, but I can also find the time to create. And for me, I really need a. I'm not one of those people that can flit in and out like an hour here, an hour there. I need like solid chunks of time, even if it's just a full day. We never get that though, do we? So and emails you, and things. Did you, had you worked with Owls before, did you have to sort of teach yourself Owls while you was working with them? Um, I would say, I mean, I have, I have touched, in, touched on it before because I used to teach how to, how to use oils and they are a bit of a different beast. But, I mean, um, as, as an artist, you've got an understanding of everything, even if you haven't yeah. used it, but sometimes it's the practice that is the yeah I, I think I didn't know this about myself but I think I like to manipulate materials to work for me so I might not necessarily use them in the classical mm. ways that I would have taught yeah because right now it's almost like I'm drawing with oils yeah. and maybe yeah. that's just because I can't get drawing yeah. I'm like I can't yeah. shake yeah. it off yeah. um but um yeah it at first I started in the way that you know I know and it's developed over the time of, of the paintings that I've done. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely changed. Um, and there's, I'm learning all the time. I'm messing things up all the time. I'm, you know, starting again. And, you know, and, and then sometimes you're like, that's, you've got to stop yourself because I can be too much of a perfectionist and go, it's good enough. Yeah. You know, leave it where it your, is. Your drawings are very highly detailed, aren't they? They're yeah. very crisp. Yeah. Um, are you finding that difficult with oils because they're very fluid yeah. or can be um, yes yeah but it's funny because as much as I wanted to show the skill level with the drawings I never really I don't find hyperrealism gosh there's a sweeping statement but I don't always find hyperrealism when it's just literally a figurative drawing. I don't find it that interesting as a piece of artwork. Mm. I can find the skill very interesting, but I don't necessarily find the hype, that like the, the, it doesn't, it's not emotive to me like other pieces can be. 
So I've never described myself as hyper-realist. I want to see, I want to go into it and see the artist's hand. I want to see the brush strokes, yeah, things yeah. like that. I'm not trying to hide them. Um, so so as much as I've been described as that, that's not necessarily how I describe myself. So with oils, I'm becoming a bit more fluid. And I need, Gary, the worst thing is I need to open up. I need to be more freeing mm. with my style and flow more. And after four years of drawing in that perfected way, it's kind of hard to lose yeah, you're the not knot. putting yourself inside a box. And there's, yeah. there's only so close you can get to a photograph. Yeah. Because it has got a ceiling. Exactly. Because once it looks photorealistic yeah. Yeah. or hyper-realistic, yeah. you're, you're there. No. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying for that, but... Yeah, it's interesting. Oils loosen you up because, and that's good for me. Like the 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 medium itself has helped me. Yeah. It's taught me yeah. things, and um, not just in terms of like the skill set, in terms of my creative flow. So it's been it's it's been good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm just enjoying having multiple canvases on the walls and moving around more because with yeah. drawing the way I did it, I was always sat down, um, and that can be. I don't know. I just it just feels better for some reason. And how are you with you saying you've got several artworks on the go at once? Yeah. How are you with working on a canvas? Yeah. With oil. Yeah. And then putting your brush down, cleaning yeah. your hands. Yeah. Going onto your crisp white paper. It's almost feels like um, a, just a task I need to do at this point. So it doesn't feel yeah. like you're going into sort of two different worlds or two different rooms. No. You can flow from one no. to the other. But I am, if I'm honest right now, I'm finding the oils more exciting. And yeah. again, you know, they'll probably... No, yeah, it's yeah. new and different. <clears throat> um, and I'm just I'm just really excited about this series as well because I feel like I've been a bit um, careful and I'm, I'm just, I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, one of my really good friends said to me, because, you know, as an artist, we we don't necessarily, um, we're on our own a lot, aren't we? So we don't necessarily have, like, the support and mentorship that you would do in a, in a normal job. Normal, I shouldn't say that. It is a normal job. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of my good friends to me said to me, you need to be yourself, but on full volume. It's like, do it on full volume and that's stuck with me since he said it only a few months ago and I was like yeah you know you're not you're not going to please everybody all the time and I am a bit of a people pleaser just naturally with my a lot of people try to be don't they I don't know what it is and I really do need to give zero fucks about things I love those people they're my favorite people that I meet some of my best friends are just like so chilled and they just don't care and I'm like I'm getting there as I yeah. get older. It's yeah. a joy to get older because you do give less fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so, I mean <laughs> yeah. your artwork's get, that's going the same way as your artwork. Yeah, it's you know, just you, natural. You're taking yourself yeah. out of your comfort zone yeah. and trying something a little bit freer. It's going to be work. It's, your mind must be doing the same thing, must Absolutely. It? Yeah, it's got to. It follows through, doesn't it? It's like, it's just natural, a natural progression in in yourself. And you whatever you think, you are always in your work. And I, th- I don't know, do you find this, Gary, like, a lot of people want this huge explanation about it but sometimes there's thing there's got to be the, the point of art is that there's got to be things within it that you can't explain with words because language is limited art yeah. isn't yeah well it's, it's a lot of it's about the feeling isn't it yeah the feeling that you yeah. get and that's the and then everyone wants these words to, to it and you're about. just like obviously you have to you have to describe what you're doing but sometimes 
I don't even know where the piece. Mm. You know, when you start yeah, a piece yeah, yeah. and you don't, you, you're not even sure where it's going yourself, and and then you need to describe it and all the, and you're like, well, it can't always be described. Everything with words, art is so so bigger than language. Yeah. So much bigger. Like, I, I was explaining um, some sculptural barbed wire things I was doing yeah. a few months ago with actual barbed wire, and one person said to me, "What's that about?" So I'm giving my explanation. Yes. Few weeks later, that person was with me again, and I explained it to someone else. Yeah. And she went, "Oh, it's not what that's you different." To me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's multifaceted. Yeah. And and if you were making work that just meant one thing, that would be so bloody boring. Yeah. It's got to be open, and also it's down to the viewer. It's got to be, hasn't it? Mm. Like, I'm sure there's artists out there that that will, will hate that, and they want to make this massive statement and understand what. But I mean, you know, some of my work is well, a lot of my work is skulls. I've had vegans buy my work and I've had hunters buy my work. You know, it's yes. it's totally open. Yeah, that's that's fine. I have had to go into like, what, there's this huge taxidermy shop in Austin, Texas. And about four years ago, I went on this road trip and it's, it, it's known. And what they do is they collect... Um, amazing creatures incredible bloody prehistoric yeah, <laughs> like yeah, taxidermy yeah. from all the estates and things like that and it says you know you cannot take pictures so i go in and i'm like in my best british accent <laughs> i'm like excuse me sir. um it's me yeah. <laughs> okay i'm an artist from the uk i've come all the way here to your shop and he like let me take pictures, so wow. I've had this. I've got. I mean, I've got so many photographs of all these incredible beasts. Which, but when I was in there, the energy was just so wrong. It was awful. It wasn't like being peaceful in a graveyard. It was. It just felt this yeah, life had yeah. been. Because oh, I moved to. Yes, New America. York. Yeah. Um, how long ago was that? Five years. I've been there now. And literally, that was just... for what? Just change of life, or? Well, I. You know, when I like to take a risk, <laughs> do things big, <laughs> so I've got... For everything, actually. Literally, yeah. I, qu- I quit my job. I was teaching, and I was in the middle... In Manchester? In the Middle East. I was out in... Oh, I weren't expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, um, it was... And it's a fantastic lifestyle and everything out there, and it's tax-free. So, you know, as a teacher, you were earning really good a good wage and a good life and all that. But it's not really... It's not really real life. I always say it's like um, Disneyland for adults. So it's yeah, great. Yeah. Everyone wants to go to Disneyland, but how for how long? So I'd done a few shows um, as, you know, as an artist out there. And they'd gone really well. And a couple of the shakes had bought things. And it was kind of like that now or never thing. And at the time, I have a lot to thank. I had a boss and she was horrible. She switched on me. And I, I don't know if she just took a disliking to me. I'm sure I pissed her off. I'm not saying that I'm innocent in that, but she she tried to make my life a bit of a hell for that last year. And it was she pushed me really to it. I just thought, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, because in teaching, the kids are never the issue. The kids are the brilliant yeah, ones. Yeah. It's the other teachers that you you want to kill most of the time. So I just thought, no, I'm going to do it. So it's now or never. Where's a good place to you know one of the best places to do it? New York City, you know. Um, and I do, I do feel like the Americans have been more accepting, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know, maybe my background from Manchester, like, it seemed to be have an issue with this, but not got an MFA. And I th- feel like if I'd come to London, I don't think I would have had necessarily the same acceptance. They really do. 
I feel like in America, that American dream is very much still alive. Yeah. And if you are going to go and you are going to contribute and you're going to work hard, they will they will welcome you with open yeah. arms. Um, and the British thing helps. They seem yeah, to love course. us. They absolutely love yeah, us. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how and why. Yeah, I know, because we did a lot of shit to them yeah. <laughs> back in the day, which they like to celebrate on the 4th of July. <laughs> but but they love us, yeah. So um, it's been a... It's been, a really you know it's been hard but when when I go back to the cultural thing you know going to Abu Dhabi was easier than going to America culturally yeah which sounds I know bizarre but I think maybe it was my expectations that you know the Middle East is going to be different mm. and you think America is going to be the same and it's just it's not we yeah. speak the same language and that is it yeah, yeah. that literally is it um it's well, a whole you, other subject <laughs> When you went not there. not really no and it did take so when I say you know I was there for five years and I say the the first my idea was go to New York if I don't sell anything in the first year then I've been in New York for a year because and, you know I'd saved I'd in the come, Middle East yeah. and everything so I could support myself but um, I did and I, and I, and I started doing like little commissions and there was actually a few people that wanted commissions back in the UAE so I was doing them in New York and sending those back so it tidied me over um, and then I met a friend who was an interior designer and she had some clients who just they didn't they just wanted like you know something to fill yeah, the wall some, so yeah. it definitely wasn't my style but you know can't knock it you've got to take those things to, to support yourself so I did I did those and then I had my first solo show that I'd been working on that whole year um, in 2016, March 2016. So really, that was my first, this is my work. So really, it's been three years mm. since since then. Um, but yeah, no, I went with no body of work, no real, even sort of knowing where it were. I just kind of, you have to go with the flow, don't you? Like yeah. I went and it was a big enough thing sort of going over there in itself. And, you know... Um, met galleries who accepted me and just just put myself out there and I like I like people so I like speaking to people yeah, and yeah. people generally are nice aren't they so you know yeah well the nice ones are the nice ones are nice yeah so that was yeah that's a lot of it's very unintrusive insofar as your mm. work could be in a nice Georgian house mm-hmm it could sit well in a warehouse yeah, type apartment. You're right. Yeah. It can because it, because it's where it skulls, it can be either very subtle and feminine or mm. it, in a different environment it could be quite strong, strong and, and masculine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it does sort of it shifts around. Yeah. And decorative just to, to Yeah, you know, yeah use, and the gold. The gold. I mean the gold is I, I love working with gold because it it's a beast of its own. You can do what you like with it, but it's going to work itself yeah. and it moves and changes. And so it is, yeah, it's a fun medium to work with as, as well. It's not flat. It's completely multifaceted and that's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, I love seeing my work in, in nice homes and, and who are we? Like, that's the other thing like about the art world that drives me mad. Like, who are we to judge? If someone wants to come in and buy a piece because they like it and they think it looks pretty and put it on yeah. their wall, good for them. And if someone wants to buy it because it says something to them, obviously that's that's what, as artists, we want because we want to spark this emotion and this conversation and that's what the work should do. That's great too, but 
it when it leaves us and when we present it, it's not about us anymore. No, exactly. It's about that. It's about the viewer. Yeah. Whether that's in a gallery, whether that's in public, whether that's somebody who's actually put their money down and, mm. and you know taken it because they love it that much, which is always to me every time a piece of work sells, I'm still so humble about it. I just think, isn't that amazing that somebody has spent their money yeah. on on that piece and and we can't really, you know, have anything well, more to I, thank. The it's, idea that there's millions of artists out there, especially with Instagram so and many. social media, <laughs> yeah. it's a massive big gallery and everyone's waving their own little banner. Right. And for someone to sort of pick you yeah. from the millions... It's, yeah, it's pretty yeah, humbling, isn't yeah. it? That's amazing. Because we carry on making our work anyway, you know. Um, but it's... It's hard, isn't it? Because some some of my friends are like, well, as soon as you sell your work, you're now co- a commercial artist. And I suppose, in a way, they're right, aren't they? But yeah. I do need to eat. I don't have, you know... A, a I bit... think you've got to get rid of those... That commercial artist. Because everyone's yeah, you do. selling their yeah. work. Everyone's selling their work. Because well. if, if, if you're not a commercial artist, then you've got to be super rich if you're an yeah. artist. Because that's the only way you can survive. Well, as you know, in London, same as New York, there's a lot of these trust fund babies that literally do just go and have a great studio and explore things. But surely they would still want to show it. Because mm. we, we're all trying to say something, yeah. aren't we? So And breaking down the barriers is always good. Yeah. Like you're saying, you know, like someone can buy a small print of yours mm. who wouldn't be able to afford it. the larger original. original yeah art should be for everyone yeah when was your first interest in art so i don't mean to sound cliche but it literally one of my all my first memories are either you know sticking things we used to make we like we had no money growing up, so we used to make my mum she's so creative my grandparents were creative every every person in my family my my auntie was uh, did crocheting they're amazing and my playtime was art it always was it wasn't you know I didn't have a bike or anything like that I just would come home and I'd make things I'd make things from my barbies I'd go in the garden I'd make like because I'm also a bit of an animal crazy person I'd make little adventure playgrounds for snails and slugs and things like that put them on them and... <laughs> No, Gary, so I like them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, little wood lice and stuff like that. Beetles, I had pet spiders. I used to just collect everything and bring them to bed with me at night. So, yeah, so I was always... So is that why you're single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a few spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? No, I wouldn't pick up a slug now, but back then. Yeah. yeah. Um... So you've always been creative. Yeah. I, I always feel quite envious of people who have always been creative because I never, never was. I mean, I've right. always been a little bit creative, but I never really created anything. But it's something that you had to have an epiphany with, isn't it? And it, it found you in a, in, a, mm. in a time when you needed that. And that's amazing to me as well that it came to you in this moment. And I hear so many friends and other peers who have had those moments Um so I think that's incredible too. Yeah, okay. Well, I yeah. I just wish I would have got it years but when you well, say, and I didn't, so it doesn't matter. But it depends how, when people say the art world, I always kind of think of these, you know, art dealers and yeah, fancy stuffy. suits and a bit stuffy. The art world, I suppose, I've never been part of that, but 
art and that's the thing like you know I grew up in Manchester um Manchester's such a creative city I mean the music and art that comes from mm. that place I'm so so thankful to be from Manchester I think every time you know you go somewhere new and it's, it's I still hold it so dear it's it really is like the best city to me um but it art, art's very different there it's very accessible it's Manchester's working class so everybody mm. just you know, goes along with it, so it's not got any stuffiness to it. So I didn't really know that that existed until later on in life, yeah. I suppose. My mum's also been such an influence because she, particularly, every weekend, pretty much, we was we spent going round like stately homes and country houses and wow. stuff like that. You know, she had the National Berkeley. Trust, <laughs> Berglin. <laughs> we got a few gems back. <laughs> um, but she had the National Trust pass. Nice. So we'd go go and she'd make little picnics and stuff like that for us. And we'd go and so there's a lot of art in those ho- homes yeah. and not necessarily, you don't necessarily go for that reason. But now I do. And just, just the architecture and the ceilings and the and the eras that... And so it, that's how I grew up with it, just being inspired. Yeah, it's always been around. Yeah, yeah. but nice. not, not in the way of... Not, not necessarily going to art galleries. We used to go to Nat- Natural History Museum a lot. It was always my favourite, yeah, still is. See, I'd never been to an art gallery until I was like yeah. 30. Yeah, me too. I mean, when, yeah. when I was at school once, I think, right. I don't remember. But, but it, it kind of puts you on edge, doesn't it? You yeah. go in and you're a bit like, mm, shit. Yeah. yeah, I need yeah. to know stuff and I don't know it. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing you've got to break yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Who was the artists that you liked at a younger age? I remember going to Paris on a school on an art trip when we were seventeen, I think, in college, and we we did like the Pompidou and Picasso and everything, which was amazing to see Picasso's progression. But I remember sat in front of Henri Rousseau's paintings, and they're just huge, and I just I just cried and cried and cried. They were absolutely amazing, and that was my first experience at seventeen of being moved to that yeah, point overwhelmed overwhelmed um yeah so it's got to be Henri Rousseau such a that's pretty cool yeah yeah and now I still I mean still gives me tingles just thinking yeah, about those paintings nice. yeah. well, as I said to you earlier I went to moan her tombs just, yeah. <laughs> just turned around the corner massive sculpture in front yeah. of me I took a deep you know took a sharp intake of breath and even the invigilator asked if I was all right because my <laughs> eyes had welled up and I didn't even realise yeah. it. And I was just like, it's amazing. It's when that one, does it, oh, I it? love that, yeah. And, and it Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. When was it you realised that you wanted to be an artist? Um, you know, in the general, just as a creative, I suppose, it, it wouldn't have, it would never have not been a possibility for me to not be creative in my work. Um, after I finished uni I went and I was a graphic designer for Reebok which was great but it made me realise that creativity isn't really a machine Mm. so I had to pull out of that Um, and then I went into teaching and that was to me far more creative actually you had sort of already answered this when you said that because of the um, your boss there yeah um, so but to be like full time I had actually applied for another art job and you know Brighton College Mm -hmm. so they're obviously one of the best schools in the UK and they have a division of them out in 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 Abu Dhabi and I'd applied 
and they'd said to me um but you've not exhibited so as an artist to inspire the children why haven't you exhibited and it was such a wake-up call for me and I thought gosh they're they're absolutely right um how could you inspire these children and it was all you know it was all just lack of confidence I was in my 20s and I just didn't think why would anyone want to see my work as well and I was busy having fun as well um so it was probably that moment really that made me think oh actually I want to do it did a few shows went really well and then I just thought right it's now or never I want to you know a few things happened in the melting pot to push me um but I just thought I've got to try it because I would rather take massive risks than live with regret. So yeah. I just, just So thought, did you see it as I mean was was you yeah, that focused on going balance. there to be an artist or yeah. did you want to live in New York and hopefully become an artist? If that was the idea was I was going to New York to be an artist when I had, you know, my wobbly days was like, well, hopefully I will, (laughs) kind of thing. And and I used to give myself that get-out clause that, well, if I haven't sold anything in a year, then maybe... Because teaching's great and you can always go back into it, you know. Um, So I had those backups. Maybe I wouldn't have been quite as risky if I hadn't had those things to fall back on. But no, it was very much that's what I'm going for because I remember having a conversation with my mum and she was like, well, what do I tell your grandma? And I was like, well, tell that I'm going to be an artist. Oh, well, no, she won't understand that. <laughs> you know, it's, so. it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah, it is. And then you prove them wrong. But any anything like that where somebody thinks that you can't do it, I take that shit like vitamins. I nice. can't wait to prove them yeah. wrong. So, yeah, I actually prefer the naysayers in a way because I'm like, I'll show you. Yeah, because yeah, when, I, when I started, when I went to university, people were going, well, you can always be a tattooist. Or you could be a songwriter. Yeah. And I was going, look, that's all great stuff. I want to be an, an artist. artist. But that that also, that shows the ignorance of people, but it also shows the stuffiness of the art world because it's not accessible for everybody. Mm. But then people from who I'm talking about had never been in a gallery. Of understanding though, yeah. isn't it? Because if I'm quite honest. But if you it's know, a world you don't know about. Yeah. You know, I mean, but 10 years ago, I didn't either. Yeah. You know, really. I probably had that perspective because it's not something... It, it is a bit of a secret world, the art world, isn't it? And you have to delve yeah, in yeah, and find... Is it different over there? Americans are very open, but then there's also, I think, they're not necessarily as... <laughs> this sounds bad, but not necessarily as honest. So you know, like, the British ways to put ourselves down, and that's not honest either, but they're the opposite. So, so the, there can be people that will tell you things and then when you really get to the nitty gritty of it like you might find out you know it's not not all as it seems yeah see my idea is which is wrong as well is that i undersell myself in the hope that someone goes no actually you're better than that because we're sort of seeking a bit of approval it's the british way um but however i have been told by multiple people now who i trust and admire that I've got to stop doing that. Yeah. Especially in America. They're like, it makes you look weak and we're in, at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, this is a business. So if you go into a gallery and you're like, oh, I'm not very good. Like, of course they're not going to. Got to be a bit ballsy. And I'm definitely ballsy, but we do that self-deprecating. If if they're in a world where everyone's being positive and, you know, looking up. Yeah. And you go in looking down and being a bit negative. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what they're going to be after anyway, is it? No, absolutely not, no. But they are, you're like, they are extremely welcoming. Is the market different over there to what it is here? I think so, yeah. So, because you are living in America, do you you naturally go for the, what you know sells in America, 
or is it not like that anymore with with Instagram? I'd like all those to, borders are very close. Now, I'd aren't like they? to say, I'd, yeah, it's a good question, and I ask myself this often. I'd like to say that I don't do that, but I think naturally we all we have we all here. do. Um, however, there are there are some wonderful. Um, just that again, it's that British way. There's some artists that are just that are so big here, and they might dip their toe into the American waters and do well, but they don't blow up because because their work might be very British, and then we've got that such a unique sense of humour mm. that Americans don't get. Yeah, I mean, they just yeah. think you're being rude. The amount of people I've pissed off, and I'm trying to be funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like which makes it even funnier. <laughs> that, that sarcasm. Yeah. Oh yeah, people are like, gosh, you've been a bitch. Then no. So there is that unique, um, yeah. It's it's very different. So there are things, there are things, and here's the other thing as well. Though I do think that I've been more accepted here because I've done well in America. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I think there's been a few people that are like, okay, that's 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 good that she's shown that she's in New York and she's got this gallery, that gallery. I really want to be more involved in the British art market. I'd love to spend some more time here. It's it's freeze week right right now and it's it's real oh gosh it was so nice went to monica art fair last night and it was just so nice just having those chats and things that are totally different different perspectives and everything that's going on yeah so it's very it is very different um i don't know i'm always confused i'm like will i come back i don't know i love america love england but you know when it's like rainy and cold you're like oh god get me back yeah um is the artwork different in the sunnier climate, the, the west coast to the east coast? Yeah. It yeah, is. I would say the New York artwork is more similar to London. And um, I would say that the west coast is is kind of more pop. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Americans love bright, bold, you know, to be stereotypical. But that would... Um, yeah, I would say that would translate to a stereotypical market yeah, in, in, yeah, in those terms. Be, yeah. You can only talk in general terms. In general terms, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What piece that you've created as a strongest emotional connection? Mm. So I've got this piece um, called The Lioness. And um, it was actually this guy in New York that had this really old collection of... of animal skulls I mean it, it was a it was an old old lioness skull and it also almost looks a bit bit as abstract um the original sold and it's not been my bestseller in terms of prints but to me I don't know it just maybe as a female I don't want to get into that because I wish we were all <laughs> sexless and stuff like that but it is it is a topic of conversation and I think there's just a power in that for, for a man or a woman it doesn't matter that yeah, it's a lioness yeah. but there's a power behind um that piece i think because of the way the fangs are and because the skull almost looks a bit abstract there's a soft femininity to the to the piece that in the mm. way i've done it but there's this real strength behind it and i think for me it that's sort of summarized some of the darker times that i've been through personally and then just but come through the other side and, and I've always kept a, an exterior quite strong presence even when I've been yeah, crumbling yeah. so it's quite a personal piece but it the, the people that have bought it have also treated it like that as well they see that and that's been really nice that there's this soft 
softer side but with this real strength to it so for me I think it's that piece that really really I mean it 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 doesn't matter that it's a lioness no but that's it but it does Mm, maybe it does 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 because that that lioness is obviously a it's a symbol a representation of yourself yeah you've got to look at your qualities and and attach them to to what you see exactly a a strong image and the lioness is about as strong as you're going to get yeah yeah, so that's my that's my favourite. I am a member of this um amazing um collective called Art Lead Her, um, that's run by my wonderful friend Mashonda and she was a young collector um and started going to, into galleries in New York and seeing a lack of females, um or women artists and also a lack of um women of colour as well. And she she's produce this collective and as much as you know sometimes we can get a bit scary about talking about those things because we don't want to be like it just because you're part of that collective doesn't mean men are bad yeah. it just means oh hey we've been a bit underrepresented yeah. here and here's some amazing by those bastards <laughs> <laughs> we hate men <laughs> is that the show that you using what you what is now Rhodes Gallery yes years yeah that was a good show. it was a lovely good show, show wasn't it and she's cool as well oh she's she? so good and the way in which she opens these conversations they're never from a point because we can't you can't go forward bashing people yeah. in for whatever reason got to go forward going oh hey just to highlight and we think you're wonderful too but let's all be in this together and that's yeah. how we move, we move forward and yeah we are going off on a tangent and it's See, a but when I went subject, to that show but, I wasn't aware that that no, was the the premise no. of the show, and, it should, and even because while it I was in there, yeah. it didn't occur to me that it was all female artists yeah. until it was said, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah. But that, but it shouldn't, and it shouldn't matter that you go in and it's all men. But just because of how history has been, it does yeah. matter. But I, I would love to see they where it, it doesn't matter, and and I don't know. I think I've not lived in the UK now for eight years, so. I, don't really I can't really comment on those things but I've never growing up in Manchester which is a super liberal socially liberal place and it really didn't matter whether you're a man or woman gay straight it doesn't it didn't matter it mattered if you're an arsehole yeah but you know um things are a bit different in America they're a little bit more on it with those oh oh well I'm there so I'm living that life maybe maybe it is here too but it's just not something I'd really noticed but you do have to check yourself because it, this this isn't a problem just down to, you know, oh, we've been suppressed by men. No, women suppress themselves. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to do it for the other girl, the other gals. Well, I, I quite liked, when I put my first face value show on... Yeah. It was just winding down. I loved that show. And someone went to me, I love the fact that you've got so many women in the show. Mm. And I genuinely went, how many are in it? Because it didn't... It hadn't occurred to you. No. But that's how it should be, really. It's wonderful. And there was 30 artists... It's a good job you had some women there, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there was 30 artists, and I think 13. Yeah. I know it's not a massive that's, amount. But, no, that's awesome. It's, and, it's, I, and I did say to my... It was my mate, Becky. And I did say to her, i just got artists that I like. Yeah. You know, I can obviously not never see it, the true state of the male-female equation because I've got male eyes, you know, yeah. so I never truly see it. Right. But I was quite impressed with myself that it didn't it didn't occur to no. me, you know, I, and I thought and that was that's, good. Yeah, and that's what we want, isn't yeah. it? That's Talking about the first show, which is how we met. Yes. And it 
No one was told my reasons for it, for inviting people onto the show. Yeah. I got into art by corresponding with people yes, from prison. I love that. So my introduction to the art world was via pen and paper. It wasn't yeah. verbal. Yeah. And everyone from my first show, I've done a little thing for myself that I made sure that even like close friends who was in my show, I asked them either by text on my phone mm. or by email. None of them I asked verbally. Oh, that's and it was just yeah. a little thing for yes. me because I wanted it to echo mm. my reasons for entering the art yeah. world. And I said all the way along, I just fucking hope that someone contacts me and says, can I be in your show? Yeah. Because I, I said at the time, I don't care what sort of artists they are, what work they create. Yeah. I don't I don't care at all. They're going to be in the show. Yeah. That yeah. is anyone's free pass. Love. I was so happy that someone contacted yeah. me. And I was so happy. I was so happy that it was, that sounds a bit, I was so happy that it was you anyway, yeah. because you worked great. Oh, you're you're great. You. And I was, I was really chuffed. Yeah, it was really nice because I remember us, we got in contact through Instagram first Actually, and we were just chatting back and forth yeah. to start with, weren't we? And I remember talking about the differences in the art market. And then I was like, you know, this show, because my show had been called Face Value. And I, I wasn't aware yeah. of it until I, and I thought, I was and then, the stars yeah, started to yeah. align, you know. And I was, I'd always been like a massive fan of Katie Piper and her story and yeah. the strength that she has. And because um, I remember that happened way before I left the UK um, and everything that you were doing and so I didn't want because you, you, you gave nothing away on the messages you're like yep doing this show and I, I you know you had some big names in there so I yeah, didn't I feel worthy of it but I just said you know in the future if you ever and you were like yep let's do it so yeah, it's like yeah. okay yeah it was yeah, awesome I'm... and you're so lovely I know. I know. I You're know. just such a great it's hard, guy. It's but, hard. You know, it comes natural. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's how we got got to know each other there. Yeah. Um, was fun. Where do you go to relax? Oh. Yeah, a lot of people make that noise when I ask them. I don't feel like I've relaxed in How do you relax? Or what relaxes you? I'm I mean, trying. you don't have to specifically go in chocolate. It perfect. Yeah. I'm an overeater of chocolate. Um, I think I try and take time out during my day. My dog is so, as you probably know, she's always on my social Lee's media. Lee's got one of those as yeah. well. Yeah, my little mini dash hand. She's literally given me life, that thing. I, I, I adore her beyond what is probably um, normal, but she relaxes me. Um, I do feel like what, I, I do feel like we've, we've, entered a world that you can't switch off from because art is life and life is art so you have to you have to let go of relaxing in that way and let not make your life so complicated yeah. not let your art life yeah. be so complicated that it it and you will have times I have times that I've never been so stressed in my life in the art in, since I've been an artist but I've also very lucky to do this and Actually, doing the doing the work yeah. is relaxing. Um, I do think that we need to, on a much bigger scale, like do. I, I went on holiday. It wasn't this year, but last year. I didn't take my phone with me. That's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, and it good. Oh, I need to do it again because when I came back, the the whatever it did to me lasted for months. I just felt like a new person. We go wow. camping as a family. Or we oh, did how do. lovely! Go camping as a family, and. 
I say to the kids, right, the, the, the phones, go in the glove box in the car, yeah. unless you want to take photographs. So I'm so glad that we grew up in, a, in an era, I mean, when that just wasn't the case. And how did, I don't know, how did we meet people? And how, and it, we did, we got no, through, right, we're still it? alive. And how, how would I survive without Google Maps now? I don't know. Yeah, so definitely switching off, that's a good, good way to do it. And then recently, I've been doing this... Um, because it's been nice and warm outside as well. I've, I try and get out in nature, but that's very hard in America because you're just in concrete jungles and then and then it's beautiful, but you have to get way out. Yeah. So um, I've been doing... Um, I wake up in the morning. I'm, I mean, I'm travelling right now, so I've not been doing it, but back in the US, I've been writing in a journal, just literally like brain vomit in the morning, getting everything out, words, inco- incoherent sentences... I write down a couple of goals and then I've got that mind app and I just do like oh, 10 yeah. minutes of yeah, meditation yeah. outside with my dog and that that sets me off on a better path for the day and I know it's like a forced thing but you know if you have to do that to have a really good day because I was finding that the smallest things were setting me off mm. and I've got I do suffer from anxiety and I always have done so that helps if I do and if I don't do it I notice that I have like a bit more of yeah. a, a wobbly day so, yeah, but anything, so that's anything good anything that brings you in line doesn't matter what you do yeah I'll try anything me I'll, I'll try anything give it a go you know the, there's been some dark times for me as an artist and I think it's because you're on your own a lot and you also have a good set of mates and stuff around you yeah. which is great um, I found it quite hard when I first moved to New York because I didn't really know anyone but you go you can go down like you said the rabbit hole you go down the rabbit hole and it can be a very dark place being an artist alone with your own mm. thoughts so we have to have a mechanism that gets us out mine literally is my dog yeah well, <laughs> in the studio i was always listening to talk radio be yeah. it radio for rather than music you know, feels like feels like company yeah yeah so i used to stop that listen to talk radio then i got introduced to podcasts a couple of years ago oh, they're great and then Can't now i now you're podcast extraordinaire, legendary. <laughs> I love it. I love your podcast. I, I listen to them. And then I also listen to audiobooks as well. Yeah, I get lost in good. pieces. I'm, it, when I'm doing like my emails and the boring admin stuff, I can't, I can't have, I, oh, well, I can listen, but it, it won't go in. But with working, yeah, audiobooks. I just listened to Dracula. It was nice. so good. If you've not listened to that, it's so good. And I tend to listen to the darker ones, um, like thrillers and things like that because they keep me entertained you and five other artists past and present what would your perfect group show be wow oh gosh see now it's all going to be men isn't it and now i'm just not being a feminist um henri rousseau of course jasper johns i want to meet jasper he doesn't live terribly far from me um do you know where he lives? Yeah, he lives in... Um, Knock on his door. Well, no, I don't know his house. I'm not oh. that much of a stalker, but I do know the area he lives. He got sick of New York and moved out to, to Long Island because he was just like, New York's just too yeah. much. It gets boring, he said. Love that. Um, and then it's got to be some amazing... I don't know, I feel like everyone... It's got to be dead people because you've only got one chance. It's, yeah, but people who inspire you, it doesn't matter if they... That's born. true. You know, I mean, twenty years ago, or yeah. Two well, then to ago. be a massive cliche, um, well, I probably have Barbara Hepworth, Northern sculptures and gorgeous, and then 
Um, gosh. I mean, at the moment, she's blowing up massively, but Jenny Holzer. Nice. Amazing. Yes. Um, the, and obviously, these are all big names. And you, Gary. There we oh, go. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, there we go. There's five. Have to that. Yeah, there's five. Well, I've, no, just, I've just done it for the fame and fortune, who, haven't I? Who influences, <laughs> who influences you? doesn't have to come out in your work, does it? You know, I mean, they're just... No. It's the ideas behind... The, the, it is, and, like, Henri Rousseau couldn't be more colourful, um, and he just moves me beyond and will always be a special place, but some of the artists that move me now tend to be monochromatic, um, like Christopher Wall. Yeah, yeah. I love his... Um, paintings and Jasper John's white flag which is yeah, such a cliche yeah. I know but I just go and stare at that in the mama I don't think um, cliches I, I, use that, I use that phrase myself and we shouldn't because whatever inspires you mm. inspires I know but I feel you. like I should be listing off some really great up and coming artists right now and all I can think of well, is, so, is the so, greats so you know. disingenuous New York style yeah there we go but you know, you you have put you know you have said it's a one-off chance with five artists. So yeah, I'm going to give you the famous oh, yeah. ones. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can I, I can look at any artist and they'll inspire me. Quite yeah. honestly, there'll be always be something to fa- be found. And if I want to get into the prison thing, yeah, Mona Hatoum. Right. Mona. And I, like, when I went to Mona yeah. Hatoum's show, I was walking around it and I was thinking like, in my eyes, it could have Gary Mansfield next to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's exactly, exactly what I'm trying to say. That's or, awesome. I was like, well, if this is the benchmark for excellent work. That's what you think. Yeah. And that's yeah, awesome course, that you've got yeah. somebody like that. But your work is absolutely incredible. Like, it was hard to tell. Like, I was saying about Ray Richardson earlier. Yeah. When he was talking about Ray. I've known Ray and been friends with Ray for 20 mm. years or so. It wasn't until I'd done my podcast with him that I told him how important he is to me yeah. as an artist. Yeah. And even as a person. Yeah. You know, if I can give myself a bit of disconnect, yeah, that he's so integral to me mm. being an artist that it felt a bit, bit weird telling him that, yeah. You know, but in in this context, it was yeah, all right, yeah. And not only that, to hear how awe inspired you were as well. That's so nice. Yeah, but telling people, oh, it's the British thing as well, isn't it? It's sort of like oh yeah, well, like, oh yeah. Asses, you yeah. Know, but but it, when it's genuine, it's genuine. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I've, I've got no qualms in telling people no. how much I yeah. admire their work. Yeah. On the same token, if I weren't that keen on it, I'd tell them the reasons why I weren't that keen. Yeah, on it, I lo- and we it's need all, that. Yeah, it's yeah. all positive. I feel like sometimes with Instagram and things like that, nobody's getting the the criti- not when I say criticism I don't mean like criticism just calling people out and saying that's crap I mean real critical a real critical yeah, eye on their work constructive criticism it's more important than art critics. people saying about how brilliant your work is totally but we're not but that's all we get it's not challenging yeah, is it no but do you find that the voice not always but the voice of the critic has you has to be respected and trusted because sometimes you might get somebody who says something or gives you an idea, like, you, you must get this all the time. Some people like to go, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, you've completely missed. But then they're, they're a critic as well. They are, yeah. It's not just an educated person who's the critic. That's true. Everyone's a yeah. critic and everyone's got an opinion and that's all it is, is an opinion. opinion. The only thing you've got on your work, apart from knowing it inside out, where you want to take, you've only got an opinion as well true. on your own work. Yeah. I mean, your opinion is obviously right because it's your work. Likewise, we're blind to our work. 
for me personally, I only see the bad things in my work. Mm. It's been changed a little bit. It's hard, recently. isn't it? At the end, you're like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> when, you, when you have so many people say, that's half good what you're doing there, mm. you, you look at it in a little bit of different eyes. And mm. me being like I am, a lot of the time I go, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, just stop. We all have to stop doing it. And I think it is a very British trait. Yeah. I've got so many wonderful American friends who taught me so much about that. And yeah. We, we can be... I mean, it's all... When you look through history, the reason that we are the way we are is... is, is gla- gla- and, yeah, yeah, glaringly obvious. And anybody who went to America went for the dream and they had... Yeah. They were obviously... It started with fresh foundations. Yeah, and anybody that took the time to go was really driven and determined. Yeah. So... And that still lives on. Yeah. And rightly so. You know got to find out the medium haven't you you have you have but as the world becomes more global i feel like we are sharing cultures more mm. you know like i really miss in in america and i know there is a big population but not necessarily in the same way that there is here i really miss like the indian community in america yeah i miss the food as well <laughs> um but I really, it's just something that like I've grown up around and like that kind of culture and stuff like that becomes, what would England be without like the Indian community? Yeah. Amazing. So um, I think as we become more global and people live in different areas of the world, it's, we will all rub off on each other. That's how it should be. We shouldn't be bloody. But um, yeah, so there's not very, very large Asian community out yeah, well, America. I'm sure Indian in America means a different thing to it. It does. A, an, a, an Asian community in America, they mean like more South Southeast Asian. Yeah. But um, there, there, there's definitely diversity. But I wouldn't in New York, but not like London at all. And I, you know, or Manchester. So I do, I do miss that. If you weren't an artist, what would you like to be? Oh, a couple of things probably. Always been. Although this is this is going to make me sound very strange, but I, if I was, if I could do it again, I think, and I do find this artistic as well, is I probably want to be a surgeon. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I, I'm very intrigued by anatomy, and I just there's something. This <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but there's something in that I would find very satisfying about going in and like taking something away that shouldn't be there, you know, wow, yeah. cutting something out. Yeah kind of yeah I really really would get um a lot of pleasure from that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah a surgeon um or just something with animals I mean still probably that's what I want to be when I grow up <laughs> yeah, nice. no I I um I mean I always think if I if I if I won the like the lottery here we go what we'd do is I would open some kind of massive sanctuary probably go go and live in Africa and just nice. look after you know, wildlife yeah. or, or wildlife here or wildlife anywhere. But yeah, we've really got to take a bit more care of creatures. And I just get so much pleasure from the, like the, from the smallest little insects and watching them. They're just like little miracles, aren't they? So I'm, I'm definitely building more of that into my work as well. But I also, within my artwork, just recently, um, just before this trip, um, I did, uh, I went to the UN 74th general, so that was that, amazing. Yeah. And I'm starting to work with um, a group from the UN development program called the Lion's Share. Mm. And that's, I mean, it's not just another conservation um, initiative. It's a really 
interesting and modern way and quite a simple solution that anybody who uses an animal in their adverts and it doesn't have to be a wildlife and it doesn't even have to be a real animal it can be a cartoon Mm. they ask them to donate not 0.5% of their ad budget to the lion's share fund who then use that to conserve our most um, endangered species. And are anyone doing that? There's a lot, yeah. So Mars is on board with them, one of the, yeah, Mars, um, I'm forgetting now, but some big names. It's only a year old. They're trying to currently get Disney on board, could you imagine? And they're doing it through social outreach. So they're like, it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter whether you're the most famous person in the world or you, 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 you know, on, in terms of social media or you have a small following, we've got to do this together and yeah. we're the people to say to those well, brands, donate, donate, donate. Content, they? they are because these animals, they've been basically exploited, I suppose, is the way... And, I mean, look at PG Tips right. touching the fucking monkeys I mean, up that's, around making I mean, that's exploitation in a, in a completely different way. But, you know, there was a guy who's a you know, who stood up there at the conference and he was in advertising and he said, you know, you'd think I'd be the last person here. But he said, I would never dream of not paying my runner, my model, my, you know, all these different people. And why are we not paying our animals or yeah. putting something back? So um, that's that's amazing. So that's what's going into my work more now. It's 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 definitely more about conservation and, and those things because you, you've just got to find a purpose with, with these things. And I don't think, if I'm honest, enough artists do it. We, we talk about what's going on right now and what's going on right now is we are literally on the verge of something very bad happening. So we need to support the environment and there's not a lot of artists who take that into their work a lot of artists are very environmentally conscious but they're not necessarily using it as the as the it's context putting money where your mouth is isn't it yeah you know we can all be passionate about things or, or have a, an understanding or a belief in things mm. but to actually do something about it yeah is a hold that's better than donating a hundred pound a month yeah to get off your ass and actually, actually do, do something, something yeah. and we talked we were talking about lauren baker earlier She's doing um, the thing with oh, the, the trees. trees. Yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, amazing. What she yeah. and and she's not even yeah, she's not even trying to do something, make a little dent in it. She is trying to do something enormous. Enormous. And yeah. And we, if we all, if we all, the other thing, I don't know if you agree with this, Gary, but I seem to, I kind of think now that we have to focus. So, like, what Lauren's doing with the trees. That's all she needs to focus on environmentally. That's yeah. incredible, and the impact that 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 will have, rather than doing a million different things. And so we all need a focus. Mm. And and for me, it's wildlife. You know, that is my. That's that's just all I care about right now. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't care about other no, things, no. social justice, all these different things. But that's my focus because that's that's what I feel that I can help with, and I feel most passionate about. Yeah. But we're also, in this age, aren't we, so distracted. There's so many different things within the art world, within within conservation. With And so you, if you can find one and just mm. stick to that, I feel like your impact is going to be bigger. Yeah. But then there's only so much we can all do, but we can all make a dent in something. Be vocal is the thing. It is, yeah. About oh, something. Through that, our work. Yeah. I mean, you do it. What have you got coming up at the moment, Elizabeth? Um, so, I mean, after this trip, um, I was really inspired by the, the conference at the UN. That was amazing. So I am going to go back, um, and 
see about what we can work together on and um also um i've got a show coming up in texas the texas contemporary when i get back there's also that same weekend there's the manchester art fair which i'm releasing um a complete something completely new um You've got it over there. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. Okay. Um, so that's, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be released. So it's, um, the, so the show will open later, but um, by then we'll know. So it's a, it's a Manchester B. I think everybody knows that, that it's uh, the symbol of Manchester. But, you know, usually all my work is, um, my, my editions that I do, I don't like to call them prints because they're editioned. And they're all hand embellished. It takes a hell of a lot of time, all hand embellished with real gold leaf. So I found a guy. I mean, I am very anal with these things. We, It took me years to find this guy who will do an archival lithograph with an archival gold embossed wow. foil. So we had to work around all these, all these different, um, you know, problems with materials and things like that. And he's finally produced... Um, and we do so it's a it's 16 by 16 inches so that's my um that's my american oh, brain gosh oh, i have to convert 41 in my head from yeah inch. 41 <clears throat> 41 um centimeters it is um a b with the gold foil on so it's not hand embellished so that means it's much more affordable and we're doing an edition of 100 so that'll be released at the manchester art fair um and then later I'm just working on my new series. There's nothing super new. There's going to be some additions released. Is this the oils or the products? oils? Yeah. Um, so that will come out early 2020. I say early, maybe spring. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a bit more leeway. And then it'll be Art Basel. So um, I'm exhibiting at uh, Art Miami there, and that's always a great week. But um, I've heard it's an extraordinary place to be. It's it's fantastic, yes. It's very inspiring. It, I think most artists try and get themselves there, American artists, so it's a great time to be amongst your peers. Yeah. Um, it's probably not dissimilar to what's going on this week, though, with Freeze and yeah. stuff. You can never get round and do everything. There's so much on. I mean, you know, the Americans like yeah. to do things big, and it's, it's great. But this year, I've taken things a bit more slowly because I think at one point I was running around and flying around here, there, and everywhere to show, to show, to show. And you can't keep up with that, that pace yeah. and that energy level. And what's important is my work. And if I want to get this new series out, I've got to slow down a little bit. So, yeah. You're just refining your practice. There's nothing. Definitely. Nothing and also just concentrate on the relationships that are the best ones and the most important. And um, just, you can't do everything. I've learned that since yeah. I've been an artist. I tried to do everything and you just can't. So, uh, just your, through your own growth. So, yeah. yeah, taking it a bit slower this year. Well, I was talking to an artist yesterday. Um, and he was saying that he used to have like a dozen galleries where he used to sell his stuff he said anyone who asked to sell I'll just say yes Right. he said but in the end he said it was just so hard too to hard keep to up manage, yeah. he said I've just refined it to yeah. the ones I'm not not necessarily the best ones to work with um, sorry the, the ones that sell, sold the most no, but they were the, the nicest best ones people. to work with. I said that I would rather be with galleries that are the best professional and also nice people than, than work with somebody who isn't very nice mm. and because we know they're out there um, and sell a load of work. It's just not me. And I also, just again, it's like back to the focus thing. You can put more focus on, if you have less galleries, you can, you can put more focus and yeah. more into in, more stock into them. So, yeah. Where can anyone see your work? Social media and website? 
Um, so it's elizabethwaggett.com is my website and um, underscore wags. Wags is like just the name with a, with a surname like Waggett. You can imagine the names I got called at school. So my mates just used to call wags. me Wags. When, yeah. when me and Lee talk about you, yeah. you say Wags. Everybody calls me Wags, all my friends. But yeah, Wags is just, um, yeah, that's that's stuck. So yeah, so that's my Instagram. And um, in terms of places... Uh, I've got, you know, LA, Miami, um, Connecticut. Don't have a gallery in New York, funnily enough. Uh, it's a bit ironic, isn't it? I do pop, I tend to do, it is ironic, tend to do pop-ups. Um, and then Art Republic in Brighton, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. The Drang Gallery, who are in the yeah. southwest of England, and Young Jameson, which are a partnership, they're amazing. Um, Art Angels in LA and Miami. Samuel Owen in Nantucket and Connecticut. Oh, she narrowed um, it down to a couple. Well, then. yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Laurent Mathelier in in Switzerland. So yeah, they're the they're the oh, people. Nice. Yeah, oh the gallery there is absolutely stunning. So yeah, yeah, We're, and they're all lovely people. I love working with them. So yeah, good. I hope I've not forgotten anyone there. If you have, oops, if I have, I'm really matter. sorry. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, that's all my questions asked. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank much. you so much, it's Gary. It's been so fun. There you go. Elizabeth Waggett. Not only was that a lot of fun to record, as you heard, but there was so much more than I was expecting. We had the journey to Abu Dhabi and then over to New York. But wasn't it interesting to get Elizabeth's comparison between the UK and US markets and also the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast of America? And I think what Elizabeth is doing with Lion's Share is going to be something quite special. If you want to hear other artists producing highly detailed monochromatic drawings, go and look for episode 32, which is Livy Kemp, and episode 34, which was Nettie Wakefield. In the next few days, I'll be meeting up with the amazing Maggie Hambling to record an episode, followed by one of my all-time favourites, Jeremy Della. At the time of recording this, there was another art podcast released a couple of weeks ago, it's Katie Hessel's Great Women Artists podcast. I've only had the opportunity to listen to one of the two that she's had released, but it was an absolute corker. So go and have a listen. That's the Great Women Artists podcast. So, Miss Weggs, thank you again for those two beautiful prints. But most importantly, giving me a couple of hours of your time. I know you was back in the UK only for a little while and you had a lot of friends and family to meet. So thanks for giving a couple of hours for this podcast and have a lovely journey back across the pond. As I said in the intro and every other week, wherever you listen to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe or leave a comment. If you could do one or preferably all three, that really would help us and anyone looking for an art podcast. So... Thank you for listening, and until next week, ta-da. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.